New Year's plans making you crazy? Promise you won't put me in a straitjacket? Then spend New Year's in another dimension. Is that how you manage to stay awake? It's a Twilight Zone marathon. A New Year's Eve. And if you miss it, it will still be going on New Year's Day. Would you tell us what is involved? It's an excursion into the odd and into the very, very different. You tell me, old man. Is that what I need? I don't know. It may chill, it may provoke. You better be nice to me. It's a cookbook. It's a Twilight Zone marathon. Starts Friday, December 31st on Sci-Fi. Hello from the Sandbox, and welcome to another bonus episode of the podcast. This time, we're going to be reviewing the schedule of the 2022-2023 New Year's Marathon on Sci-Fi. When I first approached uh, this schedule, I thought I would find similar patterns that I found uh, during the Decades Marathon schedule, but I did not. Sci-Fi's Marathon is truly a tribute to the many different stories of the Twilight Zone by being strategically random. I don't know if it's actually strategic, but the precision or perceived precision seems purposeful to me. If you just grab like 90 plus episodes and randomly threw them together on a page, I feel like some of the themes might clump together, but that really didn't happen in this case here. Static and walking distance are next to each other, and both deal with looking back into the past because the future isn't what the characters had hoped it would be. Elegy and the monsters are due are both together. They reflect on the dangers of the inner violence of man. Uh, third from the sun and I shot an arrow have, are both next to each other, and, and both have Earth as part of the Twilight Zone twist. Although I think Static and Walking Distance share a strong bond, for the most part, the shows that are next to each other that show similarities are just that. They're just similarities. So since they're not collected in the form of themes, seemingly at all, I will celebrate the sci-fi marathon in a similar fashion and just highlight a few blocks of shows that stick out to me. One of the strengths of it being so random is hearing about other people's lists of episodes or groups of episodes they were looking forward to during the marathon. Uh, being a part of the TZ community on Twitter allows this. I've seen many people post about episodes or episode blocks that they're looking forward to, and they really surprise me sometimes. Uh, everyone's favorites are different. It's one of the things that's fun about the zone and fun about this marathon. For me, the late night blocks look better than the day blocks. When I say block, I mean like three or more episodes in a row that I think look really good. On January 1st at 1.30 a.m., 12.30 a.m. Central to 3 a.m., 2 a.m. Central, we have five characters in search of an exit, nothing in the dark, and a little girl lost. All great episodes to watch in the dead of night. I have friends that I showed the Twilight Zone to for the first time, and they did not like the ending of Five Characters in Search of an Exit. The first time I saw it, I was a little surprised by the ending, but I've seen it so many times now, I've grown to love it. Uh, a bizarre episode needs a bizarre ending, right? And besides the strength 
of the episode is the dialogue, the mystery. Uh, the ending almost doesn't matter. It's the the interaction between those uh, strange characters um, is the is what you watch that episode for. Who are we? None of us knows, Major. We don't know who we are. We don't know where we are. Each of us woke up one moment, and here we were in the darkness. How could that happen? That's the question we asked ourselves. A question with no answer, Major. We're nameless things with no memory. No knowledge of what went before. No understanding of what is now. No knowledge of what will be. Something I forgot to say is that I'm trying to remain spoiler-free as best I can in these reviews of the marathon schedules, even though our podcast is definitely not spoiler-free, and the show's like 60-plus years old, so how can you really be spoiler-free about it? But there are people who haven't seen it, and perhaps they're checking this out, so we're going to try to remain spoiler-free. The next episode in that block is Nothing in the Dark, and I've probably said it a thousand times on my podcast and on Twitter, but Nothing in the Dark is my favorite episode of the entire series. It's perfect. The comparison of the building being condemned and scheduled to be demolished to the woman who is afraid that she is scheduled to be demolished and is trying to hide from the collector. I couldn't take a chance and let him in. Don't you see? He might be him. Him? Mr. Death. I know he's out there. He's trying to get in. He comes to the door and knocks. He begs me to let him in. Last week he said he came from the gas company. Oh, he's clever. After that he claimed to be a contractor hired by the city. I knew who he was. He said this building was condemned, that I'd had to leave. I kept the door locked. And he went away. He knows I'm on to him. The third episode is Little Girl Lost. And the first time I saw this, it was a surprise to me. I think it was uh, during the marathon. I thought I had seen pretty much all the half-hour episodes of the Twilight Zone, although I would soon learn that that was also false. And it really creeped me out (laughs) in a good way. It was late at night. And because it was like this surprise, I have this great affection uh, for the episode because I get the same new, weird Twilight Zone feeling every time I see it, like somehow I captured it in a bottle and I get to continually experience it when I see this episode. And it also directly or indirectly inspired uh, Steven Spielberg's Poltergeist, um, who is also a big Twilight Zone fan, um, directed one of the segments of the Twilight Zone movie. And I think he's a big Richard Matheson fan, too, who is the uh, author of Little Girl Lost. Tina? 
Mac, bring her out. Daddy, where are you? We're here, baby. We're here. We're right here. I can't see you. Mac, bring her out. What are they doing? No. Tina. Tina, take my hand. Also, something I just realized is these three episodes were all written by different Twilight Zone writers. Five Characters, written by Rod Serling. Nothing in the Dark, written by George Clayton Johnson. And Little Girl Lost, written by Richard Matheson. So that's kind of cool, too. The other block that really sticks out to me is January 2nd, 9.30, 8.30 Central to 12 a.m. January 3rd. A hundred yards over the rim, the grave. Death's Head Revisited, Mere Image, and A World of Difference. This is a great Twilight Zone block. I especially think the grave and the mirror are perfect for at night. A Hundred Yards Over the Rim is a classic. I think it's the kind of episode that you show someone who's never seen the Twilight Zone before if you wanted to explain what it was. I do a review of A Hundred Yards Over the Rim in my Cliff Robertson series part two uh six degrees of serling i think the grave is an overlooked episode but it's one i really like and the howling winds of the southwest a lonely hole in the wall bar a couple of characters and a lone gunman who may or may not have lost his nerve it's a great start for any story but add the promise of a dead man's threat to reach out from the grave and you get Good Twilight Zone. What's wrong with you? You people know me. How come all of a sudden you think I'm afraid? Because we'd be afraid. You can draw your gun real fast, Connie. We've seen you. But out in that graveyard, that gun ain't gonna be worth a copper cent. I don't get my nerve from this gun, Mother Shed. I had it long before I could even pick one of them up. Death's Head Revisited is an important reminder of the atrocities of the past and that we should never forget so that we never relive them. It's the one where the old Nazi officer returns to the concentration camp he used to oversee to relive the glory days and is met by one of the men who were imprisoned there and with some retribution. There are two episodes I think of when someone asks for a Twilight Zone episode that doesn't have a moral or a, or a social metaphor for something else happening in our world. The first one always comes to mind is shadow play. And the next is mere image. Someone is out to replace you and it's you. And the last episode of January 2nd is a world of difference. Arthur Curtis finds himself on the set of a movie instead of in his office. And he's not Arthur Curtis. Everyone says he's Gerald Regan, a movie star. Or is it that Gerald Regan, playing a character named Arthur Curtis, finds himself in a real office instead of a soundstage to take Mrs. Curtis on vacation? That's for you to decide. We also have an interesting amount of the less televised season four hour-long episodes. We have 11 out of the total 18 episodes. We have four episodes of my own personal top five from season four. The New Exhibit, Death Ship, 
printer's devil and in his image. But we also have three from my bottom five. The Bard, which may be my least liked Twilight Zone, uh, possibly tied with another season four episode, I Dream Genie. The Incredible World of Horace Ford and Mute. The thing about season four, though, is it is a microcosm of how fans view the series. Some of the episodes I listed as a bottom five are other fans' favorites. There were a few undisputed greats that most everyone agrees are undisputed greats at the top, and there are a lot of episodes in the middle that are still great Twilight Zone. If you're new to season four, seek some of these episodes out, or even better, DVR them. The last thing I'd like to mention is the strange Twilight Zone 2019 episodes sandwiched into the marathon. Uh, that's the Jordan Peele uh, Paramount Plus reboot, or it was CBS All Access at the time. Although the three episodes they did pick are decent ones, uh, though one is pretty on the nose, although I actually think there's another way to look at that episode but that's not really a conversation for a twilight zone marathon review but with that said the twilight zone marathon should be original only at least in my opinion a lot of the twilight zone 2019 episodes will actually never be aired on broadcast tv because they're tv mma content so it feels weird that they would even try it all I'm assuming this is a deal made with Paramount for the continued use of Twilight Zone, maybe? I guess I shouldn't assume, but um, maybe the episode additions is to drive people to Paramount Plus to see, you know, see the Twilight Zone there on streaming. Like I said, I don't really know that for sure. It's just a guess. One of the many guesses. What I do know is that if they're going to mix in TZ that's not original Twilight Zone, I would much rather see Twilight Zone 85 mixed in if I had to choose. And I also think there's better Twilight Zone 2019 shows that would have been a better addition if they wanted to drive audiences to Paramount+. Plus. I think Six Degrees of Freedom from the first season, though I do wish the ending was a little more straightforward, and I really like the episode A Small Town from Season 2. I think those would be better drivers. So that's my review of the sci-fi Twilight Zone New Year's Marathon this year, 2022 to 2023. Uh, whichever marathon you watch, sci-fi or decades, I hope you make it a good one. I hope to be doing some live tweeting during uh, some of the marathons, so you can follow me at Zone Sandbox. Or if you'd like to leave your comments or leave me a message, you can email me at jason.twilightzonesandbox.com or leave me a voicemail on my podcast page. Uh, you can access that at twilightzonesandbox.com and just click on the podcast tab. Happy holidays and happy marathon, everybody. <laughs>